0: Welcome to Radius Conversations, where we want to do real life with real faith. Our purpose here is to dive into practical questions about how to glorify God with people who have experience from a biblical worldview. I'm your host, Mariah Levitt. Today we are going to go back to one of the big questions that has been core to our church since the beginning, and that is, do you know your neighbor's name? Matthew twenty two thirty seven to 40, Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So as we are explicitly commanded to love our neighbor, we ask, Do I know my neighbor's name? And if not, how do I even get to know them? Joining me today is Lindsay Alexander and Courtney Broadwell. Would y'all just mind giving us a quick background on yourselves and on your family?
1: So hi, I'm Lindsay Alexander, and we've been partners at Radius for, gosh, almost, I think five and a half years now. And my husband, Monty, and I have been married for a little over 16 years. Um, He works in HR at Southeastern Freight Lines. And then we have Charlie, who's called Bubba. (laughs) Um, In the sports world, he's our football player boy. He's uh, almost 14, and he's at Lakeside Middle. And then we have Sam, who just turned 10. Um, And he's our wrestler, soccer, baseball player. Uh, Yeah, old soul in a small body. Mighty guy. And then we have Sadie, who is about to turn eight. And um, she and Sam are both at New Providence. She's our theatrical singer, dancer. You most likely will see her twirling and singing at some point around radius. But that's our family. Um, I'm Courtney, and my husband, Jeffrey, and I have been married
2: for 16 years, and we have been at Radius since the fall of 2010, so almost 12 years now, and we have four kids. Sarah Ann is 13. She is our dancer, our fun one, Um, definitely a seven on the Enneagram, (laughs) so always looking for something fun. Um, Reese is our quiet... Um. Yes, just wise beyond his years. He loves karate and soccer. Um. And then we have Carson. He is nine, and he loves anything that involves a ball. So soccer, basketball, baseball. Great friends with Sam. we're right, on a lot of the same teams, <laughs> so we just go from activity to activity together. <laughs> And then we have um, our wild child, Hannah Jane, is 19 months old and she is rotten because she is the baby by eight years. So she pretty much gets what she wants.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you guys. And that's just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess to start off, Lindsay, would you mind answering the question Who is your neighbor and what are some practical ways you've been able to get to know your neighbors?
1: Yeah. So I mentioned sports. We are definitely a sports family. So neighbors look a lot like families on sidelines and families in bleachers and families in auditoriums. Um, I work at Bar 3, which is a boutique fitness studio. So the ladies that are there are my neighbors too. Um, And then we we are involved at Lakeside Middle and then New Providence Elementary. And so the teachers and the administration, those are our neighbors too. Um, And so I think we've just tried to find ways um, since our kids were little to just come alongside and be involved in whatever it looks like in that season. Um, It looks different when you have little guys, your capacity is totally different than when you have all of them in school Um, and when their ages change, um, how you can come alongside is different. So it's looked a lot like chats on sidelines and just really trying to be relational and get to know people um and and serve. And it's been really cool to see how that has opened doors to just real authentic conversation with people that we we grow to love and they grow to love us, too, and um, we have some shared interests because we're both in the same place. And so I think that's been one of the biggest tools is just finding something you have in common with someone else. If it's the fact that your kids share a classroom or they're on the same sports team or you work out at the same place or you're on the same council or whatever, um, that you know you you do you are able at some point to give an account for the joy that you have, um, and those people because they know you care about them and um, you have a relationship with them. Um, God does cool things when we just love people well.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like the the tendency we can have to watch our kid play sports or put them in their classroom and go to work out by ourselves and then finish it it sounds like you're actively moving towards people during that time instead of just you know, going forward, looking ahead. And so some of it sounds like it's we have to sometimes be uncomfortable and move towards people and start those conversations in the first place. So kind of going along with that, how do you, in those conversations, turn them towards God and not make it you know, awkward or
1: uncomfortable? Yeah, I think it's like, don't be weird right? (laughs) Don't, don't be weird. It's like, I mean, you know, it's like when you go to buy a car, like what's the worst part of buying a car? It's like dealing with the sales guy, right? It's the worst because they don't care about you. They don't really, you know, we, there's a reason that there's like a saying, use car salesman (laughs) because it's, they don't really care about you. And so there is, I think you, you have to just with the personality that God gave you, because I look different than Courtney looks. I look different than you look, Mariah. Like we all are gonna enter into a space with um, equipped and ready with what God has given us and um, the life he's given us um, and the personality he's given us, but we can still walk with intention regardless of how we're different. And so, yeah, I think we we try to teach our kids like um, zoom out, that's a, a phrase we use a lot, Um, when they're, you know, dealing with something with a friend, we always say like, zoom out and look at the bigger picture. Like you're seeing that one thing, look a little, they've shared their story with you. Start piecing things together. Look at the zoom out. How can you, how can you meet them where they are and love them well? And I think we, we really try. We're not perfect at it by any means. We fall short more probably than we succeed, but to zoom out with the people we encounter, um, and have intention to just um, be real. I mean, just to to be ourselves. A lot of times, you know, we live in the South. So a lot of times the first question is, where do you go to church? Mm-hmm. Um, which is wonderful that we have a church that is known as being healthy and um, loves our community and serves. And so normally when when you say, well, I go to Radius Lexington. Oh, I've heard things about Radius Lexington. Um, It parlays into... Um, really cool conversation. Sometimes it's just in like something our kids did <laughs> that we weren't even part of. It was just a choice they made that then leads to a really cool conversation about the why behind why maybe that happened. Um, but I do think it means taking that next step. You know, when you engage with somebody and you connect with somebody, it's gonna take time off your calendar to go meet them for coffee. It's gonna take time in the carpool to send a text to someone. It's going to take time to walk towards somebody um, that may feel like a huge risk. But if the goal is relationship, if the goal is to eventually gain some relational capital where you can speak about Jesus and maybe even introduce them to him, then it's really worth doing those things and having them in front of mind. um when we move through the stuff, we just do every day.
0: Courtney, we've heard from Lindsay, who has kids in public schools, and you're kind of in a different sphere with with homeschooling. So for families who are at home with littles or homeschooling older kids, what are some practical ways that you get to know your neighbor, and how do you do that?
2: Um, I think for us, um, it's very easy to just want to be at home. (laughs) That's where we spend most of our day. Um, Having a toddler and homeschooling older kids, I feel like we can get in that little bubble where we're just trying to do our thing. Um, So I liked what Lindsay said about intention, and I think that has just been a key for our family um, all through our journey in homeschooling, that we just have to be super intentional about meeting the people when we're not at home. And so, like Lindsay said, a lot of that is just through our activities, um, at dance, um, at the soccer field, at karate, at story time with the baby, um, just being really intentional about meeting those people, um, getting to know their names, um, checking in with them when you see them on the weekends or when you're picking up somebody from dance. Um, and that's just who we feel like as our family, that's our neighbors. Those are the people that we come into contact with on a regular basis and we just want to be able to to know them be able to tell the difference when they're having a good day and a bad day um, just by the conversations that we have um, and then I think another thing just practically is just we'd really try to spend a lot of time in our front yard mm-hmm. um, it's easy to kind of just go in the back and do our thing but um, when the boys get the basketball out, or set up Foursquare, or some game they've made up. It just kind of seems to attract people in the neighborhood, you yeah. know, and they come down, or when Hannah Jane and I take our walk, I just really try to be intentional about meeting the people, getting to know their names of who is, who I'm seeing when we're walking around the neighborhood, and um yeah, I think that that's just where we really have to kind of place our focus. It's easy to when you are at home and maybe when you are a little more introverted to just want to do your thing. Um, but just to really be, um, intentional about looking up and looking out to see who we see on a, on a regular basis. And, and
0: what have you found most effective when you've gotten to know someone and you start turning that conversation towards Christ? Like, how do you, how do you even do that?
2: I think, um, hospitality has been a big thing for me in that regard. Um, just opening up our home, um, maybe when it's not necessarily clean and ready to go, like just being willing to let somebody come in, um, I think by being just genuine and kind of letting people see like it's okay to have a bad day and or our family's struggling with this right now, or this has been a hard season, and just letting people see um that realness. And then um I think just practical ways um that we can include our kids in serving, whether that be like taking somebody a meal, or um every year at Christmas we make a goodie box for all of the Amazon. <laughs> deliverers and packages we just sit it on our porch and we just say thanks for delivering our packages take water take a snack and um I think yeah just to be able to include our kids in that too and then I know um, Lindsay said something about being a southerner and people kind of think hey you go to church and I think people also have this expectation of what hospitality should look like in the south maybe you know like oh yeah you're gonna have your meal ready and sweet tea and the house (laughs) is gonna be clean and you know and really it's just letting people into your everyday life and I think biblical hospitality can look really messy and Mm. be hard but I think when you know as Radius says when we're doing real life and we're showing people our real faith Mm. that um that's when Jesus is just on display, and when we kind of get to be the salt and the light, and they just see, you know, our real life, that's when it brings about those conversations, like, how do you get through these hard times, or how do you handle the situation, and we just know it's because of our hope in Christ, so.
0: Hmm. That's great. I love how Emphasizing, we pass through so many, we pass by so many people a day, like the Amazon delivery person. So, just thinking of who are the people that we're in contact with that we may not even notice and going the extra mile to love on somebody. That's so great. So, a, a question for both of y'all What is something you're currently reading? Um, it can be anything. And then, what if you have any sort of um, resource on this topic? Let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we talked beforehand about this because mine is the most random. I mean, it's random. I'm a reader, I'm a learner, but and I I actually had to like I remember the titles always, but if you asked me the authors, so I had to look them up. But I'm reading The Teenage Brain. It's by mm-hmm. Francis Jensen. It's a great. I mean, if you have. Well, every parent should read it because at some point you're going to have a teenager. And we were all teenagers ourselves, so it's good to remember (laughs) what a little bit of what that's like, even though teens today are being raised in a very different world. Um, It's fascinating, so I highly recommend it. Um, And then I'm finishing up. I started this summer, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table by Louis Giglio. Um, It's a really good, easy read with just a lot of practical application on... um, on just really being alert. Um, I think it goes really well even too with what we're studying on Sunday. Um, And then um, one that's sort of on topic, but that I, it's been really good is Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitley. I really recommend that. Um, and as far as just loving your neighbor, the, the book is about spiritual disciplines about and, and not from a legalistic standpoint, from a we operate out of the freedom that Christ has provided us. but what are some things that some disciplines, some intentional things you have to kind of put in your life in your in your day, in your week, in your month, um, as you are pursuing Christ. Um, and part of, it, part of that is, you know, keeping your eyes open, loving your neighbors, serving, um, being involved, being ready to have an account for the joy that you have and for the truth that you know. Um, and so I highly recommend that book.
2: Um, I'm finishing up a book called that sounds fun by (laughs) Annie F. Downs. Um, she's one of my favorite authors and podcasters and, um, in the last section, it talks about hobbies and how, as adults, which I know y'all are all in this realm with me, we just get into our kids' schedules and life and all the things, and it has just really encouraged the people that are reading to, what is your hobby? What's something that you just do for fun, for you? And um, so, yeah, it's really gotten me thinking, like, what is a way that, or what's something that I can do that's just for me? And um, but then to tie it in after I was thinking about it, I was like, but that's a great way to get to know maybe a new neighbor or a new um, friend or develop a new friendship um, just with a hobby. So maybe next time I'll be able to tell you what my new hobby is.
1: Oh, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> I'm going to ask. <laughs>
0: A reminder that Radius Church exists to glorify God by making disciples, planning churches, and living generously. This has been Radius Conversations. We'll see you next time.